Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rooms, a collaboration dedicated to serving the community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Now, here are your hosts, Jennifer Williams and Shauna Galbrand. Welcome back to Hawks and Lavender Rooms. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Long time no I see. know. <laughs> People are going to be like, wow, they're wearing the same clothes. That's what we do. We yeah. do. Maybe that is what... This is just going to be my outfit. This could be mine. It's actually not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Then I don't have to think about what am I going to wear for today's podcast. We just always look the same, which will give you a sense of security. Yes. <laughs> well, so what do you want to talk about today? I'm looking at your list. It's our list. It is our, our list. Our list of it topics. Is. What do you want to hear today? I like sex, but let's not do sex today. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's There's talk so many about good, you and me. Good ones. Practices. We talked about that. Yeah. Discussing our our own personal practices. Mm-hmm. The benefit of practice. There's a lot we could do, and so I'll put that there, and we can visit it if we need another topic. Okay. So I'm Shauna. I'm Jennifer. And we are the hosts of Hawks and Lavender Rose, and today we're going to talk about practices. So what do you want to say about practices? They're necessary. Tis the key for depth of exploration. I think it's the key for a lot. Inspiration. We talked about it in the the last podcast. Like what inspires you? What motivates you? What gets you going? I, I practice. I feel like, I mean, for me, practice definitely is... When I start my day with a practice, then I'm on the right path. I will do things. I agree 100%. <laughs> so let me talk a little bit about my meditation practice. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I shifted within the past, geez, I think it's like six weeks now. Now I've been meditating for a long time, but whenever. So when I was working at the Cambridge Hospital, I had my half-hour ride, 35-minute ride. That's when I would speak to God when I was waiting for the shuttle bus, that's when I would meditate. I would have 15 or 20 minutes. Should we hold, Should we back it up? Because we did talk about this when we were creating this. Just have like a little discussion about God. Yeah. Okay. He is not a white man he with a long a white beard. Let's just say that. And, he is and, not a he. And a white robe. Well, all right. So we might offend Well, I don't even, not even about the offending. Who cares? Yeah, I don't. No, but God is, and I really hate saying this, but God is whatever the fuck you want God to be or whatever God is to you. It doesn't, even if God is the guy in the sky in a cloud that shoots lightning at you or whatever. He's bowling. (laughs) He's bowling. (laughs) Sorry. We're going to have moments of silence because you're going to be laughing so hard. God can be a leaf. God can be the universe. God can be called spirit. It can be called divinity. It can be called, what, like, source, source. oneness, universe, Throw spirit, up. what, gag, whatever. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's, okay. oh, no, I know. What, so, like, we say God a lot. And sometimes I have a hard time with it. Only because, do you have a hard time in this setting? No. Okay, but well, in just... the presence of others, because you are tuned into potentially, I think it has to do reaction. with my Catholic upbringing. Yeah. So even when I say God, 
I, I sense that I need to be in a certain mindset, have a certain visual when I've been really trying to break free of that. And that's been a huge challenge for me. It's getting easier, but I still am like, well, what is God to me? And everything, right? So everything is energy. It's all part of that whole oneness. I don't believe God is a male or a female. I don't think it's either one. I don't, I think well, our, or both, right? Yeah. But I think our, our human minds need to wrap our arms around that. So we have to throw a gender on there. Like with angels, I don't believe angels have faces. So I actually, when I'm looking for angels for my home, I look for faceless ones. Anyway, this whole I, this whole concept of God, it's not a concept, it's reality. You reminded me of that. Thank you. I stopped myself that time. <laughs> Is everything. And even this morning when I was sitting in meditation, when I went to say good morning, I noticed my mind went this way. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, bring it back. Mm -hmm. And I just went inside and said good morning. Mm -hmm. Because it's all in here. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's everywhere. Mm hmm omnipresent yeah omnipotent so yeah i think that's so when we talk about god when we use the word god it you know however you need to Reframe make it. adjustments in your being go for it and if it if it stimulates a feeling within you we would encourage you to stick with that feeling mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad mm -hmm. or neutral or it's never been even thought about or explored or anything then that's like it's a cool point to stick with that for a day god and see how it's reflected back to you and how you feel that in your body for me speaking from my own experience there were some times of well who am i to even question it like, this is what I was taught. Ooh. So I felt blasphemy when I was even questioning what it really even means to me, what it looks like, what it feels like. Mm. So I just want to make one thing perfectly clear. That I would never say anything against anybody's religious beliefs or their own spiritual beliefs. If going to church works for you, fabulous. I will never say anything against that because we do have our own beliefs and our own religion, our own spirituality. And what works for me might not work for you. And what works for you might not work for me. So I just want to put that out there that I will make an absolute conscious attempt to not put down anybody's belief system or religious beliefs i will add on to that from my opinion of you know the foundation here is always love we said mm -hmm. that in our intro show <sighs> but i do believe and it is in my experience that many religions have judgments and so I mean for a lack of better words or because I'm going to use the best words possible just kind of like go fuck yourself if you are find yourself judging whatever words come out of our mouths because I would never I would never judge you and I do believe that there is a blanket theme 
of love in every single religion that that would be the best focus for everyone in the world. A wonderful practice is just to become aware of when you are judging. Yeah, right. But if it's based on religion, that's when I think, you know, you can ask yourself, where is this coming from? Is this actually coming from me or is this because I was told that this could be wrong and I might go to hell or whatever? Like, I guess, you know, I'm encouraging you to think for yourself a little bit mm -hmm. and know that God exists. It's like the both, the, the tension of holding both, right? right? So that might not have come out really nice. I know, but I mean... But we're not editing ourselves no, here. No, just if it press buttons, it press buttons. And I'm not coming from an ignorant place. I'm coming from a place of being raised in Catholicism, which I think is actually beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I love Jesus, and I might think Jesus is a yogi. And I don't actually think that's my opinion. I think it's based on some fact uh, of history. But so it's not coming from a place of, like, religion sucks, because I don't actually even mm -hmm. think religion that's sucks. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get across. It's right. It's, yeah. It is. It's a hot topic, though. It's a very hot topic. <laughs> it really is. And it's been challenging in my own family, right, because I grew up Catholic, and we were we went to church. But yet, religion was never discussed outside oh, yeah. right. of, like, you have to go to church. Hush, hush. Why? Wait till we talk because about Because I politics. said you have to Ooh. go to church. <laughs> okay, so I have to go to church because you're telling me I have to go to church. Yeah. So once I was had my own car, like I just, I guess it's don't tell me what to do, right? It's that yeah. part of my me that I don't like being told what to do. Rebellion, but if, but the if rebellion it was, part of you, yeah, yeah, the rebel. Oh yeah, she's very active a lot. <laughs> Thanks for that reminder. I love that. But maybe if it was such that religion love maybe if that was discussed as a family unit then i might be in a different place it doesn't matter because i am where i am now and i do believe that there is this energy i i think god is more of an energy for me yeah it's this all-encompassing once i get back there and understand the mystery like, I just feel this mm. sense that once I get back there, I'm everything just comes together. It's all connected. Like, we talk about that anyway. How I love everything, that mystery. But it, yeah. I, I'm, that's why I didn't get on the lifeboat. Because mm -hmm. I'm yeah. curious about what it's like on the other side. But I think this is, like, all part of the mystery, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I struggled with the idea that God was confined to a building because I felt and God I love in nature. Churches. Church is a beautiful, and I think that it's a, there's something to be said about a sacred space and a temple mm -hmm. and that. But I also feel that the temple, like Earth, is our temple. We live Definitely. on Earth for a reason, you know, and that's part of Earth. And you know, you could go on and on, but yeah, I agree that with every yeah everything that you just said. And nature in itself is, from my own experience, so much more healing than really anything. Um, outside of the very deep and meaningful conversations that I have with a handful of people in my life. So getting back to the practices. Oh, wait, I had this, there's a phrase that's stuck in my head right shoot. now about religion, I guess, because I do actually think a lot of it can integrate well with our topics. Like there is a lot of depth and mystery to religion and God but I think there's a language discrepancy. 
and one of the words that comes to mind is like the word sinner, like sin and sinning. Hmm. But I actually think it's interchangeable with karma. And the only difference with these practices, right? Like what a lot of what we will talk about is like going within and we create some kind of momentum in our lives depending on our thoughts and our words and our actions. And like in religion, it's almost like an external thing. So like you're a sinner, but it's the same. I feel like karma and sin are the same thing, but there's like this language discrepancy. So it just is like perspective. Right. That's all. But now we can talk about perspective and language. Like we mentioned before. Yeah. We're going to use a different language. I mean, that's what made me think of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, those who who know us and are going to be listening or watching, they know the language that we use. Yeah. But some may not, because my hope is that people from all around the globe are going to be listening to us and watching us. Yeah. And one of the, like, to bring it to a practice, and then we'll, like, kind of start fresh, but one of the, while it's on my mind, because I know I'll forget, one of the, the practices that's been reoccurring in, like, my mantra practice when, I, when I'm with a group doing, like, a kirtan is the Hail Mary, the prayer, Hail Mary. And it is, it's so beautiful because of my expanded languaging, right? So even though they actually talk about sinning in that prayer, like my mind is able to change that or, or just even, not even change it, but just kind of like be with, that means I need to forgive myself, right? And how have I forsaken myself? I don't know. So it's just been a, it's been beautiful to hear the Hail Mary sung in the Kirtan. And and actually, Ave Maria is the Hail Mary. I never knew that until recently. Hmm. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite songs from going to church. I mean, yeah. Even now I hear that song. I'm like And there's another Hail sobbing. Mary, Hail Mary gentle woman that I used with a friend whose sister-in-law was on her way into passing, right? And we did like a ceremony and she played that one. We played it over and over again. It was so it's beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. So practices. That was a practice. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. So what are tell me Do about you, your practices, Shauna? <laughs> <laughs> well you started to Well I did. I started I, to say and about how that. my meditation practice at least Monday through Friday, I really didn't commit to doing it on the weekends, but Monday through Friday, I was in such a routine and I had the opportunity. I had the time. I had the, the place, you know, not the place, but I was alone. So I didn't have people to interact with. And that was great. So I've been out of Cambridge hospital for almost three, well, over three years now. And we've talked about this is how I've I've let things go. Like other practices have been incorporated into my daily life. But my meditation practice wasn't really working for me. I knew that I didn't want to connect with the outside world until I meditated. But what was happening was I was getting up and I was having coffee and I was in conversation. And sure, there might be some texting there, but I wasn't like on social media. Because like I feel like if I open social media, I'm yeah. gone. I'm yeah. totally connected. And then I would... Or disconnected. Or disconnected, Exactly. <laughs> And then I would make my way down to my altar and I would meditate and it just wasn't working out for me. I wasn't getting things done. I, I, I shared with you that my productivity went way down. 
So for the past six weeks, I don't know, I don't remember when I started it, I committed to the practice of getting up, peeing, brushing my teeth, combing my hair, and coming right down to my altar. I love that you comb your hair. I, oh, yeah. I actually started thinking about maybe doing a collection of photos of what I look like when I get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> and just kind of like saying, oh, you know what you want real? Here you go. Here's real. <laughs> I might still do that. Yeah, I like it. That has helped me so much because I know that that space between dark and light, that time of sunrise, those moments, that is like an ideal time to meditate. Any time of the day is a great time to meditate. But I personally love coming from the unconscious to conscious through well, that meditation. historically, it's a better time to meditate. One thing that I've noticed that I'm going to share with all of you, and it's, it's interesting because some of the people I, I say this to are shocked to hear it, but I wake up in a lot of fear. And oftentimes, my routine is I wake up, I start to become conscious, and then I go back to the day before and I go through my day to see where I fucked up, where I said the wrong thing, and why I need to be punished, and where I need to be punished. And that's been something that I think has just been with me for years, mm -hmm. but I'm becoming more aware of it. And just this past week, I wake up and I have a new practice of just staying with me, not allowing my thoughts to go there because they're not serving me. I don't know. I'm not sure why I still do this. That's a pattern and that's something that I'm working on. And then I come down and I meditate. And for me, it's working out great because then I can open up to the world after that. Once I've gone inside, once I've connected with God, once I've connected, I can't say with myself because we're one in the same. I don't, I don't see a disconnect between myself and God. So but yeah, yourself. Angels. Yeah. You know, my loved ones in spirit that, that guide. How do you, um, view angels right so that you and god are one and then there's angels so like how do you see that working and so that's part of the mystery so i do integrated energy therapy and there are a selection of angels and i generally when i'm in the middle of a session i don't or at the beginning of a session i don't see them as all separate i see them as a whole i yeah. see them as one i really and again when i go back home i'll get it but i i think a lot of this is from a human mind perspective or concept that we need to separate things out for us to make sense of mm -hmm. them maybe I don't know I just know angels are always with me and that's another thing I did not become aware of angels until eight nine years ago like really consciously and they've been all over my house yeah. for years yeah but I was never like oh my god I'm drawn to angels yeah. now they're everywhere right so just that practice alone has done wonders for me because then when I go upstairs and I pour my first cup of coffee. So you come down, coffee, you meditate. What I'm, does your meditation look like? Well, I light a couple of candles mm -hmm. and I say good morning to my altar, which has my two spirit animal totems, hawk and spider. And then I connect. It, it depends. It Like I choose what music, whatever I feel that morning and a, a lot of times I have my hand at heart center. Well, sometimes I don't want to do that when I first start. I'll just sit in complete stillness, and then eventually I'll bring my hand up. Takes some time. Sorry. It's okay. We need a new. Uh... Oh, we're good. Good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Pant. 
So anyway. Okay. Um, and then I stay there and I always draw a tarot card. When at the end of my meditation, I say, okay, what energy do I need to work with today? What ally can I pull energy from? I pull one card, three jumped out this morning. So I actually put three on top of my altar. And then when I go upstairs, I pull tarot cards for the day. That's another practice. I pull morning, afternoon, and evening tarot cards. So I have two decks. And so I know, okay, this might, this is the energy I'm going to be around in the morning, the afternoon, the evening. And sometimes I don't even look at them and I'll go back and I'll reflect on them in the evening. Mm. Wow, that's pretty cool how that all worked out. But then when I, when I go upstairs for my coffee, then I'm, I'm now I'm open. Now I'm like, I can start working and I've been extremely productive over the past couple of weeks in the morning. Cause that's when I do my best work. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me to do anything at three o'clock in the afternoon. Cause I'm going to be like dead. Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning. I'm on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I've always been a morning person. I feel that. Well, there's something about morning. I think. Too, when you when you like creating although I guess some people like night no, out some people do yeah. it in the evening I don't know how but oh yeah I sleep until nine I do my best work at four or five yeah I'm shutting down at four or five I have been <laughs> that way like when I something I would say that when I created the yoga the yoga teacher training that was something outside of me because that was nights. That was as when everyone went to bed from nine until one or two in the morning for six months I, I created remember that yep yeah. And I could not, for the life of me, do that again. And it's, I remember like, thinking, how, how the, the hell is she working at 1 o'clock in the morning? Literally, I know. I don't have enough. Go to bed. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't. <laughs> there was something outside of me that was like, create this. Interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. And so I would agree, I do my best. I don't always practice at the same time every day. And sometimes I don't even practice every day recently. as like I'm So I'm in the process of... Well, there's in a love. lot of shift going on <laughs> yeah, in your life right now. There's a lot of shift falling. Falling. What am I saying right now? What the hell? Yeah, there is. There is. And but I also, and we've talked about this, view everything as practice. Absolutely. So I can almost like, and I, you might agree with me that like there are practices that motivate and inspire when you want to do creative work. And then there's also just life, like sadhana. So in like the yogic culture, it's sadhana, where every breath that you take is a practice and it's a dedication to, it goes with the mission, like that loving and the serving. So everything that you do is serving. You can imagine that it's serving humanity, it's serving the earth, it's serving. So I like to, to hold that in one little room in my mind all the time. The door is sometimes closed, you know. I have to remember to open it and be like, yeah. Like, right. you know, everything matters. But when I'm on point, then my practice typically happens sometime in the morning. And I now the Hanuman Chalisa is part of my practice, which is a 40-verse a prayer where every line is called a Maha Mantra, a great mantra, a great vehicle. And... There's one version of that that I love that I feel totally connected with. It's called the Mountain Chalisa. And as soon as that begins to play, and now it's like, you know, Pavlov's dog, where my mind just instantly entrains, and I go to that place where I reconnect with God, and I reconnect with my guru, and I remember what I'm here for. It's beautiful. Mm. 
we learned our heart-centered meditation in Pathways, and I do attempt to do that every day. It can be a challenge because it's not recorded. I mean, there is a recording. I don't have it, and I could get it. But I do better when I'm listening mm -hmm. to something, and it's okay. And this is just one practice. Oh, yeah, I about. know. There's so many. So yeah. when it comes to just practices, what have practices done for you? <sighs> well, they ground me. They've. What does that mean? They well, it puts me back in my body. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm always come back to my body and feeling, feeling, feeling. Where am I in my body? Where is my breath? How does my body feel? This is my intuition. You know what? How? That's where my questions, my inquiries to the universe or God come from. Is like how can I? How can I serve, really? How can I serve? Who am I? What is my, what's my dharma? So what is my purpose? Show me. And Yogananda, one that has stuck with me finally after watching, and I've read his book and, and then watching the, the documentary over and over again, he uses a phrase, a repetitive phrase, reveal thyself, reveal thyself. And I just think that's beautiful. Like it resonates with me. It feels good. So what have practices done? They they just show me, they just turn me back around to myself over and over again. That's it. I refer to that as coming back home. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love that. The other night, day, doesn't matter. Just it was recent. <laughs> doesn't matter when it was. I know it. Like I know, I just, becoming self-aware is one of the most amazing things I've ever done for myself. And I noticed that energy was just everywhere. And I wasn't right. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I know something just walked. Mm. I'm like, I'm not going to switch. And I, I knew I had to come back home. Mm. And I did it on the couch, even though I was getting notification that I needed to come down to my space. I stayed there. I closed my eyes. There was so much noise in the house. And I just focused at my heart center. And I brought it all back to me. Mm. So I, I want to open this up to those who are listening and those who are watching. You know those times when you're checking social media 50 million times in a day and you're waiting for this email and you're waiting for that and, and you're irritated at this person and, and traffic sucks. And you just want to get out of work. Ah! Yeah. That's time to come back home. Deep breath. And just stopping and bringing it back just puts everything and literally this right like you'll see yeah. us do this and it's not up here no it's right it's in between here. your nipples all right so if you're a man that's there. and then if you're a woman it's the center of your chest yeah, just grab them but there's just an actual them. electromagnetic there's there's a response that happens physically biologically as well as spiritually right so that there is that actually does something to you. It's not just like I'm holding my heart, which is a nice thing too. Mm -hmm. But there's neurologically, there's a there's a neurological response that's very similar to hug, like being hugged and held and all of these new practices, all of these new discoveries. Some of them have been really ugly. So I'm doing a lot of shadow work. 
Mm. And these things that come up that I really have to take a good look at myself, any discoveries that are uncomfortable, like, yeah, I've really been a bitch. Mm. What? It's about bringing it back to myself, coming back home and loving myself anyway. I love coming back home. Because I feel like that's our home, our heart center. That's that's where it all expands from. This is our home. I feel like my soul is, is I mean. The heart cave. Every, that's what I'm saying. I'm Imagine just if you had a little a door. Cave, though. Oh, that's like a round ass thing. It's I like think a heart of lair. This is my heart lair. Well, what's the difference? You open the door and who lives inside? Who do you let in and who do you want to live there? So that way, like, it's your remind. It's all a reminder, too. I just love pressing on this. <laughs> well, when you ask me what's the difference, when I think of, and this goes back to language, yeah. and I just went into myself here. When I think of cave, I think of caveman. I think of the woolly mammoth. Um, but when I think of lair, for me personally, it's mm. like kind of the seductive part of me comes out. Like, this is my lair, and only certain people are allowed in here. Even though I want to allow everyone yeah. in, it's more of a challenge. Other people have free access um, it's again just language. Yeah, that's all it is. Well, and it's like a visual for you, right? Yeah. So and what would you cave. call it? Yeah, what would you heart call cave, it? Heart cave. That's like lair. cave. Probably comes from like he uses that probably from India because the saints and the sages meditated in caves, right. and so coming home that reminds me of being in India in the moment I've told you about this. The moment that I had in what the whole time I was there for the two, two weeks that I was there, I kept feeling my my grandfather in particular and being like one and the same as Maharaji like my guru and then ancestors right it was just like this like they were just our ancestors I could not even get away from this feeling if I tried that they are just there Mm -hmm. with us all the time like yes every single thing that you're doing is influencing the future. Everything. Everything, yeah. And that feeling of home, like standing at the foothills of the Himalayas, thousands of miles from home, and feeling like, yeah, home is, this is it. If I have this, then I'm home anywhere. Heart home. Yeah. But, I mean, literally, feeling at home yeah. anywhere. Yes. And- so that's that's a practice that I have is coming. It's reminding myself to come back home mm. to myself. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, everything is right. And what came up for me a few minutes ago when we were talking was the practices that I have help me with perspective mm-hmm. mm. about myself and about life. And we've, I've been talking about, I've been mentioning this. I'm, I think I'm going to be mentioning it a lot more is that whole idea of the extrinsic goals versus the intrinsic goals. That has become really, really important for me. And the intrinsic goals are the deep connections with others. It's being of service to the community, and it's about self-discovery. And love. And love, yeah. Well, love, to me, love just encompasses everything. Let me just get that out there. Love is everything. This is love, and then everything we talk about is in that Mm -hmm. container. Right. So in, when it comes to practices, I guess it's about, I don't know, I, I guess I want to I get more articulate on this. Yeah. What is it you need? From your practice? In, in life in general. I need 
to be more aware of these times. So a practice is knowing when it's happening. So the, oh, yeah. like, it's just, so what is it do our, do you need? And when I'm speak when I say you, I mean our listeners and our viewers, what do you need in your life? And what sort of practice can you embrace or develop and incorporate into your life? So you want to write a book. Well, practice needs to be writing. And that's just one just small mm-hmm. example. So practices are everywhere. Or they and can I think be. like even just a big one is like how do you feel content if you do have a job that you don't like? Mm. Is that even possible? And you can't necessarily quit your job, right? Because you have to care for whatever you you have to fund your life basically. These I feel like these practice. So this is not like a flighty thing. I guess I want to make that clear. A practice is not a flighty thing. It's not about, it's a commitment, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to do these practices. And like, that means I don't have to work or do you know what I mean? Like do, I think there's like maybe a little bit of a misconception that it's an integration into whatever life you lead currently. It's an integration into whatever life you lead currently. It does not mean you're happy, right? Like you don't have to have a practice just when you're happy. Well, that goes back to the knuckles, right? To this idea of spirituality. But I think and, it's something that it's we like, need to like go a little deeper into because I, absolutely, because it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Right? Real work, like real. A lot of it's called the dark night of the soul for a reason because yeah. it's a bitch and it's yes. uncomfortable. And it's feeling, one of the topics that we said we were going to talk about was feeling. Feeling into everything versus pushing it away, which is like a lot. So part of a practice is to get to that space, right? So you can imagine like Shauna and I sitting down to do our meditations because we want to entrain our mind, body, and soul to become one sort of unit. It doesn't always work out so great. Our minds... And we're not trying to stop our thoughts because that's bullshit. And sometimes it's just about sitting there and kind of forcing yourself to sit for the 20 minutes. And then it connects you with your feelings. Like lots of things come up when you have a practice. Mm -hmm. And that's like the offering of your being is, hey, pay attention to this. Right. Even though it sucks. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people go, whoop, turning it off. Exactly. Going so back to let's my own like, life. That's huge, for, I think, for us to discuss. Is So how – we're not here to make your life comfortable. Uh, my life isn't comfortable. There are aspects of my life that are comfortable, but my journey has been anything but comfortable. Yeah. I mean, there are parts of it that are super comfortable, right? But a lot of it is ugly. So why – why do we think it's important to dive into discomfort? Because that's the way to healing. That's, I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what I would have said. The only way to healing is through it, through mm-hmm. whatever. Now, you talked about this in our intro podcast. It's sitting in that energy oh. and sitting in the opposite. So, okay, I just discovered this about myself. Ugh, that's gross. I just want to feel this. Yep. Feel them both. And what gets burst from that? What then explodes or blooms from that? Yeah. And there's layers to that. There are so many layers. So many layers. So even just the discovery of 
wow, I didn't realize that this thing that happened in my childhood was actually influencing my present life. That can be a huge, like, mind fuck to be like, that realization's pretty big. Mm -hmm. But that's not who you are. Right. Right? That's something that happened that has influenced your choices. But now that you're aware of it, that means that you have the potential to transform that or integrate it into your being and combine it with, like Shauna was saying, something that you want or desire for yourself, like joy, like happiness, like contentment, ease, whatever it is. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah, forgiveness. A big one. And then you combine those, and then you create almost like a new feeling, which might not be a great feeling still. Sit in it. Right, and Just then... Just keep following it. Yes. As uncomfortable it is... And time for this needs to be carved out. It's not like all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, look at I just came to this awareness and this is the work I'm doing. No, it's it's work. Mm -hmm. So why do we do this, though? Like what how does it benefit our lives healing? What are we healing? From my own experience. It my practices. Are leading me to those softer sides. Mm -hmm to the sides or the aspects of myself that are more compassionate and nurturing, which I'm not familiar with. I'm not because personally, yeah, yeah, personally. And what's happening is I'm accepting people more. I'm loving people more. I'm making time for people. I'm getting curious about people. And this is all new because, because of these, this self-discovery about myself. Well, what do you, I, can you remember what you just said? What you're noticing about people? Soft, oh. You're accepting this, them? Yes. Because I'm accepting myself. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I need that reminder. <laughs> yes. All those things that she said about people. <laughs> yeah. It's everything you see in others is in yourself. Yeah, everything yeah. that's out there is within you. Right. And thank you for that reminder, because I often forget that. Yeah. And that it is. I, I have the fact that I'm sitting here in front of a video being recorded. Yep. Is huge. I can tell you that, all too often when I'm not with you, it doesn't happen with you because I feel 100% comfortable with you. But someone that I'm not so comfortable with, although I'm listening to them and I'm thinking I'm curious, my entire energy is on what are they thinking about me? Mm. And that is a pattern that's been ingrained in me for many, 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 many years. And I'm becoming more aware of it, hoping to transform it, release it, let it go. Well, then I was going to say with the awareness, it's like, you're still aware and like thinking that, but then you're like, Oh, but I'm going to listen to them. And it's like this, that's kind of like the idea of having both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just last week, I was with someone, and as I'm talking to this person, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm listening, but I'm not really listening because I'm thinking to myself, what might they be thinking about how I look, mm. what my hair looks like, how I'm dressed, the amount of fat on my body, like all of these things. And what it does is it takes me away from the conversation, and I can't get as curious as I want to because I'm focused on what's going on in the back of my head. I find that happens to me when I'm talking to someone and I I have actually broken this habit to a large degree. Um, someone that I might put up on a pedestal. 
But whatever reason, I don't even realize they're up on the pedestal. But when I start to think like that, like, I wonder if I have something on my face right now. Like, ugh, this roll is hanging over my <laughs> jeans. Or whatever, like, all right. these thoughts. Or, like, I'm not, I for some reason, I don't think I'm as smart as this person. Oh, and then I realize, wow, this is a, just another fucking human Thank being. You. That is probably thinking the same thing, or like no, <laughs> human. Like, no, and that just creates disappointment. Well, for me, it has created disappointment because it sets up expectations, right. like unreasonable expectations, on this poor human that I put up on this pedestal for no reason. Especially like in this new, I'm so I'm divorced, and I've been in the on the dating scene for like almost two years now. After being with someone for 20 years, that's like a whole other world. And that, like in the dating scene, that's how I felt a lot. I'd be like not even able to focus on this conversation because I'm thinking, wow, like my eyebrow messed up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) my God, like, you know, hit freaking 38, 39 years old. I'm like trying to rub this double chin away or whatever. Yeah, all these things. It's so interesting. But then the awareness, like you said, once you have it, you can, like, bring it back to, Mm -hmm. all right, let me listen to what they're actually saying. (laughs) And then a practice could be feeling into it, not Mm. thinking, God, if Carol Kamen was here, she'd be like, good girl. Yeah. Feeling into it, not Especially the self-conscious. Yeah. Okay, what is that? What do I feel about that? What am I feeling when I'm having these thoughts. And where in your body. And where in my body uh, am yeah. I feeling this. And then breathe. Right. And then and then coming back to, you know what? I'm discovering this and I'm still going to love myself anyway. Mm. And then what is it you want to feel? Like a, for me, so this would be a practice, right? Of then wanting to feel, oh, safe just came to mind. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. So perhaps I'm not feeling safe, not, but I don't think it has to do with the other person. Well, it definitely doesn't. Right. Because I feel safe around the people that I talk to, or I wouldn't be sitting with them. All right, so I'll have to go back into that. <laughs> safe? <Faith> discoveries! <laughs> but I can't and do like, that work right now. One practice. Right. And, that's, one practice. and if we were yeah. not recording this, we might go further into that, and you right. might ask me questions and so on. So yeah. On. Yeah. Practices can be with another person. Well, I think actually, I will, I'm not going to ask you a question, but just to go a little bit deeper. And you said it in the beginning, when you wake up, a lot of times you wake up in fear. And I understand that because a lot of times I wake up with some level of anxiety. Not anything that's detrimental. That's what I had this morning. I had anxiety. Yeah. Instead of, But I kind of feel like they're a little bit same. The same. Yeah, yeah. And it's... It's usually because of, like, what, because I haven't gone over my day. So I'm like, what the fuck am I even doing today? And what did I forget? Like, am I going to forget one of my kids somewhere? <laughs> or, like, one of their games or something like that? How many clients do I have? Oh, do I have clean sheets? It just creates kind of, like, this spiral. That's what I've been trying to avoid. Right, right. So my new practice has been keeping it home to me. Come back home. That's what I say to myself in the morning. My eyes are still closed. So listeners and viewers, though, I want you to pay attention to what we're actually saying after we said 
that we have fear and or anxiety in the morning because I know so many of you because I've heard you for the past 20 years say, oh my God, I have that too. And then that's all you focus on. So right now, stop that thinking and move on because this is why we're talking about practices. Right. Yeah. We're not victims. No. No. <laughs> Though sometimes I want to be because then I get to the, I'm a victim. Ew. <laughs> I know, right? Ew. Right. I love that little ew. Ew. So my newest practice has been I'm recognizing the fact that I have fear. I'm recognizing the fact that I'm going back to yesterday to see if I need to be punished for something. I'm recognizing that I'm throwing anxiety out into the day because I did do that. I thought, oh, well, there's also, I have to go back to quote unquote work because I've been off for the past couple of days. So yeah. That's a whole nother thing. Right. But it's that we're recording our first podcast today. I want everything to be perfect. And then I start and then I think, and I have to teach this afternoon and I have a client tonight. How am I going to do all that? Like, I'm feeling so stressed out. I want to cancel everything. I want to, I want to cancel everything. <laughs> so true. So true. Can I get somebody to cover my class? Right, exactly. And then I think, I'm a powerhouse. Like, how many times have I done this? And by the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I rocked today. Yeah. So just that practice of acknowledging it, coming back home and starting my day, like, a, a mantra that I like to use, kind of a long mantra, but today is a brand new day. I've never lived this day before. It's going to have its own special moments and experiences, and I am happy to be alive. Mm. I love life. And this morning when I said it, when I got to the point of its own special moments and experiences, I came right here. Mm. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have so much fun doing these yeah. podcasts yeah. today. It's interesting because when I talk about some things like this in front of groups of people, they're actually kind of surprised that I have fear. Anxiety. Oh, that I, I have anxiety. Right. And I'm human, just like everybody else. Just because I'm standing up in front of a room doesn't mean I'm freaking Buddha, right? Well, I think it's that whole thing is take us, if for some odd reason you put in, you have put in, That's you great. have put us. I just noticed my, the way I'm talking, I'm like, this must sound so bad. If you have put us up on any kind of pedestal. Take me right down. Kick it right out from underneath Seriously, me. Seriously, stop. Let me just stop. I will disappoint you. Well, that's a whole other thing is right. let me fall. And that's something that Carol and Pathways recommends a lot. Let yourself fall. Yes. Let yourself fall. Jump. I love that. And see what happens. That reminds me of one of my dreams that I had. But we'll talk oh, about that another time. Oh, dream work. Maybe. So, I, I mean, I feel like every single thing that we're talking about is a practice. Yeah. It, so you can see, like, over time, you know, you start at point A, and you set a timer for five minutes, and you sit there, and you watch how fucking crazy your mind is. That's mm -hmm. the start of a practice. How about let's just start in the morning? Just start Tomorrow morning. morning, when you yeah. wake up, notice, witness, observe yourself without the need to label, judge, attach or get away from how you're feeling. Push it away, right? Don't. But do we want to push the feeling? No, no, no. I'm saying without wanting to do that. Okay. Because you said wake up, do with do this without. Like, I am a firm believer that when you change the when you change the thought, the feeling has to go. But so, you have to. I think you have to become aware of it first. Absolutely. And you have to name it, like you said, acknowledge it. Like, oh yeah, I am. I'm feeling this. 
or I'm going to this habit. This is what I do when I first wake up in the morning. Yeah. And this isn't working for me, so I need to change it. Or I choose to change it. I choose to alter it. And I choose to embrace a new practice. Mm. And my new practice is to make sure I'm right home. Okay, so right to my heart center. And breathe. Keep it home. Remember that I'm not... I don't have to be punished. No one's going to be punishing me mm-hmm. for anything I might have said off color the day before. Right. And any sort of worry or anxiety that I have on my day, <laughs> wow, wow, being attached to the past and projecting fear onto the future. Yeah. That and creates... the practice is bringing it all back to present moment. Yeah. yeah. And that one step at a time, here's my intention for the day. And that's another thing that I do when I'm done meditating. I set an intention for my whole day. Mm-hmm. And lately it's been to get through the day without any bread. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's awesome. So I encourage, we encourage you to start to notice what is your morning like. And maybe you have a fabulous morning. Maybe you wake up and there's no fear. You're, there's no you're anxiety. You're whistling. You're singing. Life is good. Yeah. But I bet somewhere else. Somewhere else, is, and you just acknowledge it. Those are like our little demons that I'll tell you, my demons have become adorable little pets because they're just like chilling with me all the time. I yeah. mean, who cares? It doesn't matter. They love to be acknowledged, and a demon is anxiety, it's fear, it's grief, it's whatever you consider negative. For that is not a great word, but it's what I what you consider negative when you just acknowledge it and sit with it, sit with the feeling. How do you feel in your body? What's coming up for you? You breathe, and then you can even have a conversation with it. Like, what can I learn from you? Right. 50% of the time, it like dissipates almost all the way just because you gave it attention. Attention, yeah. Don't we all want attention? And I'll tell you what, if you ignore it, and we'll talk about this as we go on, that's when a lot of the times physical manifestations of disease and discomfort happen, is when we ignore the little the little voice, and then it turns into giant back pain. And <laughs> so it's interesting, getting back to the vocabulary, you use the word demon. I like to look oh, yeah. at them as gremlins. Okay. But I also, from the voice dialogue training that I did, is they're voices. Yeah. They're voices. And all voices serve. All voices want to be recognized, acknowledged, and honored. And I know from my inner critic, this is another practice. Mm-hmm. that And all the practices have to start with awareness. Mm-hmm. That when I become aware that my inner critic is kicking up, I acknowledge it. I know you're here to protect me in some way. But you don't need to protect me. We're good. My inner child is good. I am good at 52 years old. You don't need to be so loud. And that and quiets. Thank and thank you. Yeah. And it quiets it right down, which is great. And then I come back here. Right. Yeah. So when that inner critic, they're, they're not, our voices are parts of us. Right. But they're not us. Right. And so we're not that ridiculous, not good enough person and we're not our fear and anxiety right. and grief those are just aspects of so a practice could be awareness r- recognizing your voices yeah and start writing them down yeah so and pra- what do you identify with on a daily basis 
I mean, that's like a big conversation, but I'm just, you know, it's interesting because just a couple of minutes ago, I wanted to say we have so many topics, like it's crazy. So I think that right now it would serve our community to, to just talk about, so we, we wake up in the morning, this is what a recommendation is that you wake up in the morning. If you need to go pee, go pee. If you need to comb your hair. Don't even get out of bed yet. Just open your eyes. Before you even open your eyes. Sit up. You think so? Yeah. Why? For a practice? I've never done that. You lay down when you meditate? I'm always horizontal. When you meditate? Oh, no, just in the morning. Oh, no, I'm saying to meditate. Oh, that's something different. But I'm, like, for a practice, right? Like, you could literally just wake up in the morning, sit right up in bed, and set a timer for five minutes, and just follow your breath. And one thing I would love for everyone to embrace is that all practices, we have so much information out there, so many meditation apps and YouTube and, oh, I want to find this one and this guided one and da 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 You will waste so much time. Just pick one and do it for like a month. It will, everything leads you to the same place, I promise. The heart cave. Yes, or lair. The heart home, the heart lair. Yeah. It literally does. You could do the same meditation on the word the for the rest of your life, and you would probably end up with the same expanded consciousness as someone that did, like, crazy esoteric, well, they're not really crazy, but, you know, lots of different deep practices for their life. You guys would probably end up at the same place at the end. And I would invite you to come up with your own practice. Right? I, I mean, don't know. I might have to disagree. I think you have. To I'm have all a about the meditation. Well, the, I think you need a foundation. I think you need to pick up a book of someone that is very well versed. I'm not talking about meditation practice, though. What are you talking about? Even just in the morning, recognizing what their mo is, what they generally gravitate toward for their first thoughts in the morning. Okay. Is it working for you? Great. Is it How can not we break this working down for even you? More, though? Because I keep going back. I keep going back to present moment. Yeah. Because it's either what the hell did I do yesterday? I regret yesterday. So that's being attached to the past. Yeah. Or oh my god, anxiety onto the future. What needs to happen? Right. right. So if you're recognizing either one of those, congratulations. You're like so many of us. Yep. What and congratulations because you recognized it. Right. What practice can then you now integrate? And it could be something as simple as I'm noticing. Mm -hmm. Or it could be I'm going to sit up in bed for five minutes and and breathe breathe or meditate. And I agree with what Jennifer says. You need a foundation for meditation. There are so many different ones. And Honestly, sometimes I come down to my space and my mind is already going. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to sit here and let my mind go yeah. and be okay with that. Yeah. It, because I'm still still. It's a still. beautiful thing to let your mind unwind. Right. Yeah. I'm in stillness. I found that place within me. I feel ease, but my mind is everywhere. It's busy. And I'm going to be okay with it everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I still find that stillness. So I totally suggest meditation i mean there's nothing bad about and if you do follow (laughs) a religion pick a prayer that you love and recite it a few times perfect what you know and then if there if 
The other thing I think with, see, it just keeps going. It does. I know. It just keeps going. But all right. So there's something to be said that if you, if you're someone that wakes up anxious or in fear, moving your body helps. Mm -hmm. So maybe you do just a couple of, I don't know, jumping jacks or you walk around your house. Eight jumping jacks. jacks. So bad. Move your body in some way because it does help to disperse energy. Yeah, and that's another topic we're going to be discussing is that authentic But movement. just the aware, I guess, hopefully today we introduced you to just becoming aware of what's ha- what you're feeling, what you're thinking. And what what would you want to practice? What or how you, do you what want do you, to feel? That's a whole other thing. But, and what practice could you incorporate to bring you to those feelings mm-hmm. well but that some people might not even know what that even means mm-hmm. yet so it could be breathing it could be exercise it could mm-hmm. be meditation it could be singing it could be dancing what do you love or what do you think you want to try that might be different how many of you sleep with your phone right next to you mm-hmm. and how many of you Fall asleep looking at your phone. Well, I never do, so that wasn't even a question that came into my mind. But, yeah, how many of you fall asleep looking at your phone? And how many of you pick up your phone immediately upon consciousness and start to check in with the outside world? And if you do, okay, that's fine. That's your thing. But I invite you to incorporate, to adopt, develop, a practice, even if it's just a five-minute practice before you open yourself up to the world. And whatever that means to you, maybe you do go get your first cup of coffee and check your phone five minutes later. You know, maybe you do sit up in bed and concentrate on your breath and your heart center for five minutes. Maybe your practice is just going to be recognizing this is how I'm getting, and wow, this just popped into my head. But those who may feel anxious when they get up in the morning, maybe the best thing to do is to not check social media. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> right? Because just, that you're, just you're automatically go just going from anxious to numbing. You're going from unconscious sleeping yeah. to anxiety. Right. Well, and then to numb the anxiety, though, if right. you're picking up your phone. Right, right, And right, you know right. what? We've all, like, this is not, again, no judgment. We've no. all done certain things to to get away. But this, again, it's just like an awareness to what, how about what are your habits and what is not serving you? Ah, there you go. That's and a then, good one. And then like just little baby steps. Cause if you take giant steps, like I want to be here, yeah. you know, I want to feel happy when I wake up in the morning. It's like, that's just going to lead you to failure. Wow. That's really interesting that you said that because one of these most recent mornings I woke up and I thought wow, I want to wake up happy. Like, what has to happen for me to wake up happy and excited? And I think that you have had enough practice and awareness that you could work toward that where you wouldn't fail. But if we're speaking to anyone that has never even considered being aware of their patterns, just start with noticing what you do when you open your eyes for five minutes. What you think, what you You feel. feel. Maybe keep a journal and next what to your you bed. Do. Yeah. Write it down. It's that and simple. What you do. Yeah, it's that simple. Literally. For five minutes. Not even like the whole entire day. No. First five minutes or ten minutes. 
What are you thinking and feeling and doing? That's what we're going to invite you to do. Yeah. Little assignment. I love assignments. Homework. <laughs> we need to have, you know what we need to have made is a little Hawks and Lavender Rose journal. Oh yeah. Mm. That's another thing. And then we could share. We'll like create a social media page, I think, where people share. I think that's a great idea. I love that. When it comes to my most important practices, one of them is definitely meditation. Mm-hmm. The other is journaling, writing, mm. and not not in regards to like wanting to write my book or have something published, just writing to get my own shit out. And not even to be like, today I did da 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 do. Yeah, screw you know, that. Just kind Pick of like up the pen and just and... let it go and, and yeah. see what happens. I like that. I feel like we we came full circle with we talked about a lot yeah but i think we came full circle to break it down into those tiny tiny steps which are huge steps and it's like they can be yeah yeah they really can be especially for someone who knows that something has to shift and they don't know how to start or even if they don't even know but they're just like i don't really like how i feel in my life right now right and i don't know why yeah, yeah. It's like something is off. Yeah, that's a calling. P.S. That's exactly what happened ringing. to me. Yeah, pick it up. Please. It was something needs to change here. This is not something's happening, and I'm and I remember just being terrified because I thought that I was going to change, and mm. I have in dramatic ways. But the core parts of me are still the same. Of course. Your personality will always be the same. Trust me, they don't change. But other things do change, and it's it's all for the better. Yeah. That was, yeah, I went through a similar thing where I might, it was like a a death. My ego died. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But that's, we'll talk about that later. That's deep. Anyway, it's a beautiful thing and we love it. But anyway, so start those practices and then share with us. Let us know. Comment in the YouTube, the comments. And I want to hear what you have observed. And nothing is unimportant. Everything is important. Yeah. And, significant or insignificant yeah. shares. And we don't leave it them. up to someone else to, oh, someone else will share. It's like, no, you share. And then that starts a momentum because it's going to give someone else permission to do the same thing. And then it, it's like this with Shauna and I. You just start bouncing off of each other. It's been interesting because I know our pattern, right? So when we're in conversations like this, we generally just go right down. Like we just take that dive. <laughs> and I can't, right? <laughs> I, I mean, we could. We did. But we kind of want to stay on topic yeah. here. So it's a challenge. It's a little roller so coaster. Our new practices will be full circle. <laughs> we did talk about that yes. when we were creating that yes. we need. I feel like today we came, we did, we did well with full circle. And we invite you to offer us constructive feedback when you're listening to these because I'm all about constructive feedback and what, what would flow better, what would work better. And, and we have our plans, we have our vision. I have I have to say though my favorite suggestion box that I've seen lately it said suggestions and it was taped onto a trash can. Wow. Wow. So Jennifer just told you about what she feels about your suggestions. <laughs> That's not true, but maybe it depends on the day and the time. I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. We have our vision, yes, right? We yeah. have our mission and we're strong in that and we're committed to that. 
And if it, your suggestion just doesn't <laughs> fall in line, well, sorry. We will take everything into consideration. We love you very love much. Love you, love you. Uh. Um, by the way, I'm Shauna, and you can find me under my name, Shauna Gobrand, anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, my Google website. It. Just yeah. Google my name. I do believe I'm the only Shauna Gobrand in the world, so I got that, <laughs> so I got that going for me. Oh, I love it. And then for me, Journey Om Yoga. Journeyomyoga.com, Journey Om Yoga on Instagram, Joy Wellness Yoga and Healing Arts on Facebook whatever just call us wellness now don't call (laughs) (laughs) i love you though (laughs) love you people all right see you soon Bye. bye